Welcome in, everybody, to the week six recap edition of I Don't Know, Jim. Definitely had a crazy week around the NFL. The Jets upsetting the Green Bay Packers. The Giants upsetting the Baltimore Ravens. And the Pittsburgh Steelers taking down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All that and more coming up next on I Don't Know, Jim. Tonight, we have our special guest, Mason Wilkins, big fan of the show, joining us. Mason, thanks for taking some time out of your day to be with us, man. Of course, guys. It's an honor. I'm a huge fan. I listen to every episode. Best NFL podcast out there. We love it. Thanks for gassing us up a little bit. And just for that, we are going to give you the number one overall pick. Please kick us off. Who is your biggest gym from this weekend? So I'm going to have to go a little homer bias mostly because it was the only 1 o'clock game I really could watch. Um, I'm going to take a defensive player because I want to lose it. I went with Dietrich Wise. Mm. Um, he The stat sheet didn't look that that good. He had one, three tackles, one sack, but he swatted a couple balls down and drew penalties, even though you know should have been. And it's, I don't know. That, Face mask, man. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> he was in the middle of everything. So I think that I think that he really he changed the game for – the Patriots today. I'm with you. I agree. He was breathing down Brissett's neck and he was making an impact on almost every play. And I can take the number two overall pick after wiping Pat yet again with the picks. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go defensive too because I've, I've learned you, it's a use them or lose them. And uh, I only really have one defensive guy that I came up with. So I, I don't want to lose him. Um, I'm going Cameron Hayward. Oh. Of the Pittsburgh Steelers, another guy that didn't really clog up the stat sheet, um, but watching the game, he did a really good job just being a menace in the trenches, uh, clogging up, causing some trouble, finished with a sack and a half. Thought he did a great job shutting down Tom Brady and that Bucks off offense for a gritty, gritty home win uh, in a game that no one really thought they had a chance in. So that's my first tease, Jim. Nice, Jim. That's a... Uh... It's definitely a good pick. And now I'm going to give you my back-to-back real quick here. So my first, he's Jim. He's going to have to be Kayvon Thibodeau. Sealing the game for the New York Giants today. His first career sack is a strip sack on Lamar Jackson. Alex, I'm sorry. Now I'm reading this. This is not a personal attack on you. But that's just like a damn, like, look at that man go type of moment. Like, that was sick. No, yeah. Um, Pat, there are no words you could t- tell me to, uh, you know, worsen the pain that I've already felt six weeks into the season. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. We're gonna we can we can get into that later. We'll but... touch on that a little bit later. Yeah, but um, I'll move right on to my next gym. And this is a guy who I've definitely been really down on the whole entire season. It's Matty Ice, man. This dude was electric today against the Jags. Went for 389, three touchdowns in the air, unstoppable. He had that last-second dime to Alec Pierce for the win. That's just great for them. Good to see them get on the board, actually get a real convincing win against the Jaguars team that I was taking seriously. I don't know about either of you guys, but I loved it from him. And they kept him clean today, too. So props to them. 
good for Matt Ryan. Yeah, I, I think that's a great pick, Jim. Um, great, great day for Matt Ryan. You know, I know we've been a little harsh on him, but it's a good way to shut up the haters. Uh, my next tease, Jim, is going to be Jamar Chase. Mm. Went back down to Louisiana and mm. he had himself a game. Him and Joe. Uh, he finished with seven receptions for 132 yards and two titties. Now, if that's an I don't know, if that ain't an I don't know, Jim, he's Jim, <laughs> certified baller of the week. I don't know what is. Also returning to Louisiana, I went with Joe Burrow. Uh, mm. 200 yards, three touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. So, I mean, he kind of just put the – him and Jamar Chase put the team on their back. Wicked high expectations for them returning to the Superdome, and I think somehow they met them, as ridiculous as it was. All right, so I went – again, I did like a dual one on this one. Uh, even though they lost, I went with uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Mm. Um, Hill had 12 catches for 177 yards. Waddle six for 129. They didn't get any touchdowns, but I think with you know backup quarterback in Bridgewater or like a one B quarterback in Bridgewater, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think if they get to a back and to a place how we can play, and and or if they get a. a legitimate superstar quarterback there that 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 offense is is something it could be something else for sure and we've seen them be explosive for through the first you know three or four weeks of the season before Tua got hurt they were like unstoppable yeah yeah i got the steal of the draft so i don't need you taking them from me let's hear it shocked he's still available around three i'm going josh allen heading into arrowhead and coming out with the dub Mm. 329 in the air three passing touchdowns Light little 32 yards on the ground, too. I mean, Arrowhead's a tough place to play. That game's going to be very meaningful for the playoff standings uh, later in the year. Really nice poise from uh, Josh Allen there to you know lead that game-winning drive. Uh, I was I was happy with what I saw from him today. You know, we already knew he's a gym, but you know, this week he gets the certified he's gym for his performance this week in Kansas City. Yeah, he might be our first two-time he's gym. I think he he's been be. dubbed a gym before, so shout out Josh it. Allen. He definitely does. Um, so I'll round us out here. My last season gym is not a player. It's going to be a head coach, Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. You're telling me the Steelers were up in Buffalo a week ago and lost 38-3? to Then this week, they have to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home without half of their starters. Their secondary was ravaged. They hold them to 18 points. Kenny Pickett gets concussed. Mitch comes in, looks good, and they win. Dude, the Buccaneers couldn't do anything in the red zone all day today. And I'm going to give a ton of credit to Mike Tomlin, dude. You talk about making a team wake up. Like, nobody expected them to even – I didn't expect them to even come close to covering here. And to win this game at home like that, man, that's incredible. So Mike Tomlin, dude, Jim Tomlin this week. That's all I got to say. You know, I strayed away from the Bucks in the survivor pool because I was worried about something like this. And, uh, you know, didn't really do me any good because I picked those damn fraud nulls. But, um, Ooh, you know, that's another no. conversation. All right, Jim. Week six recap. We're going to bring you back about a week and a half here. Commanders, Bears, Commanders taking down the Bears at Soldier Field by a final of 12 to 7. And this was just an ugly, ugly game. Justin Fields 
kind of looked like a baby deer here. He was holding on to the ball forever. He wasn't throwing the ball to open receivers. Um, and Carson Wentz really didn't do squat either. He got lucky at the end of the game with that muff punt by Valus Jones. That was a gimme, you know, just getting to the end zone and that's it. Um, but the Bears did have a chance here at the last second to win this one on that Darnell Mooney pass. And then there was that pass, to, I think it was Dante Pettis in the end zone. It was a questionable pass interference. But the Bears got into the red zone four or five times and couldn't capitalize at all. So, I mean, this is kind of what we expected. These are two bad teams. I think the Commanders are a better team, and they got the victory, but tough watch here. Yeah, Jim. Um, I don't know what's going on with these primetime games, to be honest. Mm. Um, you know, part of me does like – I enjoy at some points – to watch two bad teams, neither of which want to win the game, compete to lose. But we're getting a little too much of that in prime time for my my liking. You know, this game wasn't good. Uh, it was pretty bad, but the ending wasn't terrible. It was, it was exciting. Cool. It was exciting to see Mooney. He could have, you know, he got up there and he had a chance to make a play. Yep. Um, big time players make big time plays. I'm not going to dump on him too hard. That was a tough one. But, you know. Overall, pretty forgettable for uh, for week six, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. And um, kind of on that note, Justin Fields gave them a chance at the end there. And I know I just said he looked kind of bad for most of the night, but just when you thought that they were down and out, he pulled off that huge run. You're like, holy crap, dude, where has that been? And then they, they couldn't do anything with it. But yeah, extremely underwhelming. People are asking Jeff Bezos, dude. Why did you throw away all that money on these heinous Thursday night football games just to stream them on your platform? Oh, you didn't see what he did? What was, what was that? The news today? No. Oh, the Black the Friday Black game? Friday. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be another barn burner, I'm sure. No, but I mean, I was just hearing about, like, this was all a ploy just to, you know, steal Black Friday back from the brick and mortar shops. So uh, people just stay at home and watch football Black Friday and say, you know what? I'll just get it on Amazon. Wow. That's a really interesting strategy, huh? He's probably got me then. <laughs> Holy crap. Absolutely. You don't even know it. Wow, man. What an exposure of Jeff Bezos on I don't know, Jim. Are you kidding? I saw that on Twitter. So <laughs> still count it. Wow. Kind of forgettable game. Neither of those teams are doing anything special this season. No. It was nice to not have to watch either on Sunday. That is the big takeaway. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. That's just a waste. <laughs> Where shall we kick off? Oh, don't tell me the first one on the list. Sorry. I didn't make this I didn't make this list. It's all right. We can get into it. I don't ever like complaining about being a Ravens fan because as a franchise, they are one of the more premier franchises across the league, I would say. Um, I think there are some pretty sorry poverty franchises that I would not want to be a fan of, and I truly feel bad for those fans. But man, is it hurting being a Ravens fan this season right now? I mean, dude, this is just like, that is like the last drop, in my opinion, for them. They could easily be 6-0 and and be like, oh man, the Ravens, like, what, what an unstoppable force on both sides of the ball. But they just blow it. I don't get it. Dude, I don't look, understand it. Look at this screenshot I just texted you. 
Okay. Dolphins, Ravens. Ravens 35, yeah. 14, 12, 18 left in the fourth. Lost that game 42 to 38. Ravens up 20 to 3 with 13 seconds left in the second. End up losing that game 23 to 20 to the Bills. That one's a little schemey because the Bills scored a touchdown to make it 20 to half, but still, mm-hmm. point remains. And then this last one Ravens up 20 to 10, 604 left in the game. Lose to the Giants 24 20. Three of those types of losses in a season is embarrassing enough. That's crazy. Through the first six weeks, like that is, it's it's, it's honestly unacceptable. Um, and it's tough because you know at three and three, they still like dude. They could turn this around so easily and still be so fine. I mean, it's, it's not like they're momentum. far behind in their division. It's the momentum. Not- it's a killer. Yeah. Like I'd hate to be in that locker room right now, like Monday morning after that loss. It's deflating. The worst part of it is just like shooting it, but they shoot themselves in the foot. Um, they grab these huge leads. And I was, I was saying to some buddies, the Ravens would be the greatest football team of all time. The 2022 Ravens would be the greatest football team of all time. If the game was only three quarters. Yeah. You were saying that on this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. And I don't know how much of it you watch apart from the highlights, but, um, like these late quarter drives, these late game drives, they just look miserable. And, you know, Lamar's great. I'm not going to use a little bit at fault for this week, but, uh, you know, overall, I love Lamar. He just made some really bad decisions. These fourth quarter drives, they don't need to be big drives. They just need to be like, you know, chip away first downs, chip away the clock, mm. run down the clock, close out the game. It doesn't need to be a 10-point, 14-point win. Just win the game. Yeah. I feel bad for you, dude. I honestly do. I because I I look and I don't watch the game as closely as you do, obviously. And I just don't get it every time they do this. And I talked about it in the James segment about John Harbaugh. Do we have to take the Giants seriously? Um, I think yes. I do too. Um, and you know that's gonna be my that's kind of my one like non or like one non qualm is like these three blown leads have been to like really good teams at the time. Obviously that's not an excuse. And like, you're going to play really good teams and you're going to play really good teams in the playoffs. And you know, it's not acceptable there either, but the giants defense is a lot better than I really gave them credit for. Definitely. Um, I know, I guess this week they had their first pick of the season, but um, Thibodeau's looked really good. Mm-hmm. I know he got his first sack this mm-hmm. week as well. But like, they just look like a good, strong unit, you know? Yeah, they're front. Like ben don't very break strong. guy. Yep. I'm trying to be careful here. I'm trying not to put too much stock into them. I I still think that the Ravens are a better team. They're, they've certainly turned my opinion on them like a whole 180. I thought they sucked. And now I'm taking them seriously. I mean, I still don't think they're going to go. They're not going to like make the Super Bowl, in my opinion. I don't think they'd make really the NFC Championship. I think they could make the playoffs. Um, I mean, they've got a pretty reasonable stretch of schedule coming up to like really bump these wins up. Yep. Um, but I, I'd really honestly chalk it up to, and I know we're spending a lot of time on this game, but um, I've been really impressed with Dable. I think he's yes. very, very well. Yes. 
like coach of the year candidate for He's sure. Number one front runner. Absolutely. You're hundred percent right. And like, I mean, I'm not a Giants fan, but it must be so refreshing to actually have a like an even semi competent head coach running that team. Yep. So, you know, hats off to the Giants. Best start in years. Wish it didn't come at the cost of my Ravens, but uh it's a good time to be a Giants fan. It is, man. And you look at what he's doing with that offense, and you look at some of the names, their receivers, the, the I mean, the cupboard is bare. You know, Kenny Galladay is just like the biggest waste of cap space ever. And obviously, Saquon Barkley is a superstar, but you look around, man, and there's really not a ton. Kadarius Tony's underperformed. Wondell Robinson's a rookie, and I mean, he got in the end zone, which was cool, but they really don't have the personnel where you look at them and you're like, oh, man, that's a good team. That you look at that, and on paper, you're like, that might be the worst offense in the NFL. But they've played very well, and I, I think you're right. You got to give a ton of credit to Brian Dable. Yeah, I've been I've been impressed. Um, I don't have much more to say on this one. If you want to move on, we did spend yeah. some work. Yeah, that's uh, talking Giants for the year. Uh -huh. Now we can go on down to the Superdome where Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase returned to the place where they captured the 2020 National Championship and took home a victory here. 30-26 over the Saints. Burrow and Chase combined for seven, 132, and two touchdowns, man. And they were down here for a good portion of the game, but when they needed that big play, Joe Burrow went to his guy. They got explosive plays. They ended up pulling this one out. Yeah, Jim. Um, good win for the Bengals. Uh, I think we declared this one kind of a must win. Yep. Um pushing to three and three rather than two and four is pretty, pretty important. I'm still not super high on the Bengals, to be honest. I was pretty on board the wagon for a Bengals regression post Super Bowl. Yes, we know. Um, <laughs> we know, we know. Uh, but I will, I will say good win, you know, good gritty win to come back. They were down pretty much the whole game. Yep. Um, I mean, those are the type of wins you need to mm. lift you up and, uh, I don't know who they got next week, but if I had to, you know, say right now, I'd probably say maybe a six or seven seed. Yeah, I don't know if I see him winning the division, but I definitely see him in the playoffs. I agree with you there. Um, um, and for the Saints, <sighs> I don't know, man. That's a wonky team. Good luck figuring them out week to week, dude. I mean, you know, I just I thought their defense was supposed. I'm not supposed to be good. I, I did think they were good. They're just not as good as I thought. Maybe I don't know. Kenny Williams left. Marcus Williams, not Kenny. Whoops. Um, Same thing. <laughs> Marcus Williams, maybe his departure's leaving a hole. I don't know. I'm not very high on them right now. No, yeah. The no, Saints that's not are like stark analysis, but no, but they're they're a weird team because I think that they could play spoiler any given week. You know? They yeah. I think they could beat any team, but they could also get clapped by a by a random team, you know. Good win for the Bengals though, like you said. Um be a gym picks are three and out here. I was sweating. I did not know if the Bengals were going to be able to win this and cover, but you know they did what they did last year. They when they get those explosive plays going, and it's tough because that's something that you can't really rely on. I feel like um, for the whole entire season. Mm -hmm. um, and last year, obviously, they had that all year long. Whether it was Chase or Higgins, they were doing those things, but. 
they got it in this game. This was the Bengals that everybody thought they were getting head into this year. So it was nice to see that. But I, I'm with you. I don't know how sustainable it really is for them. You know, I was I was trusting you, Pat, and I agreed with you that, that the Bungles would win this game. They should have been my survivor pool pick, and I just skeeved myself out of it. Um, Who was your pick? Oh, well, we'll get to them. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll get to them, man. No, I, I remember. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to spoil it. Anyway, let's move on to the Colts and the Jaguars. Good win for the Colts here. Really good win. Mm. Um, I know you, you, you talked about it. Great, great day for Matt Ryan. Yes. Um, Iceman is back. I don't know if he's fully back, but... Uh, Definitely a good day from him. I don't know. They have declaring him back, dude. Now they have a winning record. Sneaky. Dude, they are so sneaky. Are they back? Like, I just buried them. <laughs> are the Colts back? Are they frisky? No. No. Dude, this team is literally the same exact team as last year, just with Matt Ryan instead of Carson Wentz. Correct. It is the exact same <laughs> team. <laughs> Um, I mean, good win, but it's the exact same team. Yeah. Um, dude, I mean, Matt Ryan just tore it up at this one. He set a record, a Colts franchise record for completions with 42. 42 for 58. 389, three touchdowns. Took everything. And the Jacks, man, like, I thought their defense was going to be way more dominant than this. Like, the Colts had looked so out of sorts all season long. Their offensive line have been crap. And then here, you know, Matt Ryan is kept clean like the entire game and has a ridiculous stat line, airs it out all over the place. Kind of shocking to me. Like this Jaguars defense had been pretty good up to this point. Um, And on the offensive side of the ball for them, they were efficient and they've been efficient. ETN had a nice game. uh, And Jermichael Hasty of all people, had a pretty big run there on that touchdown. Um, but I guess I'd say I'm disappointed in their defense because this was a team that I was taking seriously here. So I don't know. Now I look at them and I don't know if they're bad. Are the Jags bad? I don't know, man. With them, it just feels like, you know, two steps forward, forward one step back. And I don't know. It's tough because anything they do this season is miles better than the last season. But uh, that's you know, true. You want to see some more improvement, you know, Trevor Lawrence. He looks he's looked all right, but yeah. We'll see where they go from here because uh I mean, honestly, the way they had performed in the first couple of weeks, I thought that they could contend for a playoff spot, but they've really fallen flat on their face here, so it'll be important for them, I guess, to get the rest of their divisional wins. They're already done playing the Colts, which is crazy to think. Um uh, so we'll see. I mean, and they already lost to the Texans. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. So they're going to have to step up. I guess Jaguars step up if you're for real or if you want to contend, man. You got to figure it out. But we can move right on now. Vikings visiting the Dolphins, winning by a final of 24 to 16. And it wasn't a glamorous win here for Minnesota, but they took care of business. You know, the Dolphins had Skylar Thompson start. He gets hurt. Bridgewater comes in, Vikings hold them to, you know, 16 points. It's not bad. I mean, but they didn't really do anything too special for me. I thought this was a a quality win, you know, going on the road in the Miami Heat. And I think that they're a good team. 
I'm going to give them the good team stamp. That's a quality win for them. Uh, yeah, Jim, I agree. Um, if I had one gripe, it would be obviously Skylar Thompson. What's your play who's on your schedule when they're there? And Miami's not like, it's not an easy place to play. That is, that is a tough place to play on the road. Yep. Um, so yeah, team. I'll, I'll agree with you. That's a good quality win. Five and one Vikings. Who would have thunk? Yeah, they look great. Good for Kevin O'Connell. He's rallied the troops, man. Um, Miami gets two back next week, too. We'll talk about that in our next episode, but I think they'll turn things around here. All right, we can head on down to Poundtown with your Pats. Woo, doggy. Oof, did they beat the brakes off the Cleveland Browns oh, in yeah. Cleveland? Yes, sir. And Bailey Zappi looked great, eh, Jim? Mm-hmm, Zappi hour. <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, give me your thoughts. You let yeah, me I'm gonna take the. I'm going to take the floor here, man. So I thought Zappi looked great. He looked poised, man. He was extremely efficient, accurate. He puts good zip on the ball, too. I'm going to talk about Mac Jones in a second. I'll get to that whole thing here. But the Patriots as a whole, they shut down the Browns run game, which in my opinion is the best in the NFL. Held Nick Chubb to 56 yards. They were all over Jacoby Brissett. And it was great to see the offense you know, they were clicking here. It was Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith's getting involved. Tyquan Thornton, you know, the rookie speedster, he finds the end zone twice. Ramondre Stevenson, 76 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Parker, it was an all-out attack here, and I loved every second of it. Um, and their defense was great, too. You know, kind of in the bigger picture here, I want Zappy down the stretch. I really do. I think that he has total control. He looks poised. Um, and even early in the game, he had that Miles Garrett strip sack. They had a couple tough drives to start, but it didn't phase him at all. He just kept going back out there, you know, and chipping away, chipping away, big play, chip away, big play. And I love what I've seen from him so far. And I don't mean to dump on Mac Jones, but I was extremely upset when we drafted him. I didn't think that, or I didn't want him personally. Nothing against him as a person or anything, but, you know, it was Appy stepped in and looked really good for a guy that got thrown into the fire a couple of weeks ago in Green Bay. Yeah, Jim. I think the best word you used to describe him was poised. Yep. He just, I don't know, he looks calm. Um, he looks like he's in control and like, that is the one thing I want for my quarterback. Mm -hmm. I know we have some quarterbacks who kind of dump on and that's my issue is like, I just, whenever they get the ball in the pocket and you know, you can blame it on the O-line at some points, um, for some teams it's different, but like, I just want to see my quarterback look like he's in control. Even if he's not, I just want to see like it, like the appearance, like an act, like act like it at least great win. Great, great win for the Patriots on the road. Yeah, and uh, shout out Belichick, tying George Hallis for the second most wins in NFL history. And he's set to pass him coming up on Monday against the Bears, which is kind of crazy. Cool stat. Very cool. Woo! Man, this was a week of the upsets here. And we'll bring you to Lambeau Field where the New York Jets took down the Packers 27-10. to you had Sauce Gardner running around with the cheese head after the game. Man, like, 
I'm going to start taking the Jets seriously. And it's because they have the foundation. And you can correct me if I'm wrong here. They have the foundation, in my opinion, of a team that can go into the playoffs and win a couple games. Their run game is starting to come together with Brees Hall, and their defense is very strong. No, I, I don't think you're crazy, Jim. I mean, I know it's been a pretty easy thing to dump on the Jets for the past you know, almost a decade. Up. up. I really liked the way they've rebuilt this team. Look at some of their draft picks, man. Quinnen Williams, absolute stud. Two sacks, Fox yep. Runner, absolute stud. Brees Hall looks like an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. You know, say what you want about Zach Wilson. He's been fine. He um, gets it done, right? I mean, I'm a Joe Flacco stan, but Zach has, I mean, again, it's the control thing. Even if it's an act, he looks the part at least. You know, he, he's a little shaky at times. I'm not a huge Zach Wilson guy, but yeah. I think that defense is very solid. Um, you know, you got CJ Mosley, the experienced Ravens. X vet running that linebacker core jets are they're you know take them seriously but them laying seven and a half points was criminal it was and we were on that oh absolutely i stated that they weren't gonna win but we were on the seven and a half at least i mean i'm a little concerned that's it's gonna be starting to get priced in but uh i guess another good new york team to be a fan of right now Crazy time. Crazy time. What what times are we living in? I don't know what year it is, man. This is absolutely insane. And are the Packers bad? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I think this is the year they crumble. I actually think this is it, dude, because they have no weapons. Aaron Jones is a good running back. A.J. Dillon's a thumper. He only run the ball so many times, man. I don't care who is under center for you. Aaron Rodgers is obviously an all-time great, but damn, dude. He doesn't have any chemistry with anybody but Randall Cobb, who's like 60. The thing is, man, and like, I think Lazard's a pretty decent wide receiver. He cannot be the, the guy. Nope, no way. Like, great, great complimentary receiver, but they are missing Devontae so bad. Yep, it's evident. It's very evident. All right, uh, we can move on to another upset that I didn't think that was that crazy. I kind of saw this one coming, Jim. You called this one, Jim. I did call this one. 49ers on a back-to-back road game heading to Atlanta. That line came crashing down. And the Falcons took this one 28-14, Jim. Uh, You know, I I don't want to parade around too crazy. The Niners were absolutely devastated with injuries this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were just missing so many guys. Yeah. Um, like I was, I would have been impressed if they won this game uh, with the amount of guys they were missing. But good win for the Falcons. They are sneaky three and three, Jim. Yeah, I don't know. I my issue is I'm having a hard time taking them seriously for whatever reason. Their defense has been really good, so I'm going to give them their props. I thought that. I mean. So last year, their defense was one of the worst in the league, and I thought that was going to be the story again this year. But they have seriously stepped it up, man. You look what they're doing on offense. They're just running the hell out of the ball. It's absolutely insane. Mariota only threw 14 times, and he had 13 completions. That's like maximum efficiency. But man, they're just pounding the ball, and it's working. So good for Arthur Smith, because man, I thought they are in for a long year. 
my problem is is like i just don't know whether or not they're gonna be able to sustain that against a team that has a real spread out passing attack if you know what i mean you know maybe they match up well against the niners here because the niners that they love their power football you know they're gonna run the ball in between the tackles and they're gonna run it down your throat um and maybe that's falcon strength this year stopping the run jimmy g wasn't fantastic today but yeah my only issue with the falcons is, is like i don't see their offense being explosive enough to keep up with a good passing team if that makes sense to you I read this one wrong for sure, too. Like Falcons putting up twenty eight here is pretty or twenty one on offense. I guess pretty incredible. So good win for them, but I'm skeptical moving forward. No, that's fair, Jim. Um, I mean, I obviously don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs or make any noise really. But I do think they are a matchup nightmare for certain teams. Yeah. You know, I don't think you look at the Falcons on the schedule if you have them coming up and go, that's an easy win. No, yeah, you're right. It's gonna be gritty. Um, I also want to give Mariota some of his flowers, man. He's looked he's looked pretty good this year. Um, yeah, like not like he's a top ten quarterback or anything, but he's looked like he's played his part well enough. Mm-hmm. And I know every. I mean, I won't hide. I thought the Falcons were going to be stinky, and I thought Mariota was going to be part of that problem. But he's looked serviceable enough, and. uh you know, give him some, give him some props. You know, like the Geno Smith props. Two guys that no one really expected to perform this year are doing pretty well. Yeah, you're right, and I've been very critical of Marcus Mariota. I was heading into the season, um, but he's he's done a great job, and he's won a number of games here. So we'll see where they go. See if he can keep that going. But for now, we can go to another upset, man. Pittsburgh Steelers. Beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Are you kidding me? This is Are another one I was on. Kidding Jim. me? Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, you just dubbed them the worst team in the league. I know, but dude, at home, that many points. Tomlin does well as a dog against a Bucks team that hasn't looked very good. Are the Bucks bad? They're broken, man. On offense, they're broken. They can't do anything in the red zone. It's crazy. Do you think the Tom Brady criticism's fair? Yeah, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, dude. Like, I don't think it's all his fault, but like, I don't know, show up to practice during the week, right? Like, I, I get, and I obviously, I love Tom Brady. I, I obviously am his biggest fan, whatever. But I don't think it's helping them they're clearly struggling to finish these games and you know produce on offense but yeah i just i just don't get it i guess because other than gronk not being there it's all the same i mean their offensive line is kind of patchwork right now which could be the answer but dude it's the steelers they just got stomped and they had kenny go out mid-game and mitch trubisky come in and beat you and beat you Mitch Trubisky. I don't get it. I I mean, I do think it's a flash in the pan. I still think the Steelers stink. I just thought this was a good spot for them. I don't know who they're playing next week. I'll probably bet against them. They're just, I mean, they're a gritty team. I think they stink, but I thought they would play gritty against a Bucks offense that's looked pretty bad through six weeks so far. Yeah, I mean, let's see who they got next week here, just for fun. They uh, Miami, 
So oh yeah, Miami's gonna stomp in, them in prime time. So yeah, I'm with you there. But we'll talk about that later. Man, oh man. I mean, I don't even know if I'd call this one an upset. The Arizona Fraudnals headed to Seattle and put on the one of the worst offensive displays I've ever seen in my Go life. Go off, Jim. Go off, Jim. They put up three offensive points in 60 minutes of football against the Seattle Seahawks defense. That has not looked very good this year. Poo-poo. Bottom of the barrel, actually. Kaka. And you've got Kyler Murray heading an offense with Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz, AJ Green, Rondale Moore, DeAndre Hopkins suspended, but he's there in spirit. He put up three offensive points in a crucial divisional matchup. Oh, Jim, these were these guys were somehow my survivor pick. I thought they were going to rise to oh. the occasion. I really thought that. I don't know why. No. I just thought, you know, very important game. Cardinals should win it. And they should have. And they put up a disaster class. Total the best, part is, the best part is they got them all signed to long-term extensions, Jim. Yes. The GM. They got to figure it out. They got Kingsbury it out. and Murray, right? They're all there for multi-year as of mm-hmm. this offseason, correct? Correct. Yeah, so they're screwed. They're buried. I think that's enough about the Cardinals. <laughs> they're they're in trouble, man. And Hopkins comes back this week, but I don't think that fixes a lot for them. I think they're pretty broken on offense. For Seattle, though, Kenneth Walker looked good, and that's great for them because Penny went down, and they're looking for answers on offense. You know, I don't think they can lean too heavily on Geno down the stretch. And they've got some young talent on defense, too. Um, I've mentioned Tariq Wollen before, but pretty sure he leads the league in picks. And Kobe Bryant has been playing pretty well for them, too, on the outside. So I know we kind of killed them on defense, but I don't know, man. Maybe they're finding their groove. Maybe the Cardinals are just bad. I think it's a little bit of both, Jim. I kind of see the Seahawks paralleled with the Falcons this year and even the Texans a little bit with the type of teams that, you know, probably will have top 10 top 15 draft picks for sure. But again, they're the gritty teams that you see it on the schedule and you go, we better prepare right this week. And, you know, this could be a letdown game if we don't prepare right and play hard because they're, they're playing to win, you know? Yeah. They're not very good, but they're trying their best. No, there's definitely some fire and some prove it after, you know, getting rid of Wilson, everybody laughing at him for it. But I mean, they've won that trade to this point and I kind of view this game as like, I am going to discount it quite a bit. You know, it's a divisional game, a home game for Seattle. Like this defensive performance for me doesn't change my mind about them. I know I just said they have good young talent outside, but I don't really necessarily think that they're going to be able to continue to hold teams like this. Obviously that's pretty unsustainable, but I think it's just a tough divisional game. You know, it doesn't really change my mind too much about them. Maybe they're better than a top 10 pick that I had said they would be. But that's really it. I don't think they're much better than, you know, middle of the pack. Yeah, I agree, Jim. Enough said there, I think. Yeah, for sure. Now, take you to the Steve Wilkes-led Panthers heading into SoFi Stadium battle. The LA Rams. The Rams get the dub here as we expected. 24 to 10. You know, Robbie Anderson gets tossed from this one. Then the next day, gets traded to the Cardinals. The Panthers are just a mess. They're a total mess right now. P.J. Walker had 60 yards passing. 
Not that we expected a groundbreaking performance from him, but, you know, McCaffrey got his numbers. Wouldn't be shocked if they moved him in a couple of days uh, based off of how his contract is structured and how good he is. The Rams, I wasn't impressed. I really wasn't. Stafford had another pick six, and Cooper Cup was held in check here. You know, the Panthers have a good defense, but I really wasn't impressed by them again. I think that they're very middle of the pack team, if not worse than that, who should have throttled this Panthers team. And it was closer than what it was here. You know, the Panthers, sneaky, almost had a backdoor cover. They had Jacob Eason in the game late. Oh, so sneaky. Very, very sneaky. So I don't think we were like outrageously wrong about this one. But yeah, that, I mean, the Panthers are a wreck and the Rams, I'm unimpressed with. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Jim. 14 point win that really wasn't. An impressive 14-point win. Nope. Rams still look not great. Uh, they got the win props, but still not great. I think the bigger story really is the, you know, I think I did declare the Steelers' first overall pick. I'd probably change that to the Panthers. I think they're going to be clearing house soon. They're, yeah, they're in big, uh, big trouble. And I think they're okay with that. They're going to try, I mean, they're probably going to try to move DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Brian Burns. Why not? They didn't get a haul. Go full rebuild. Probably your best course of action, honestly, at this point. Yeah. Just, you know, talk about good times to be a fan of a team. It is a miserable time to be a fan of the Carolina Panthers. It's been a tough couple of years for them ever since Newton's MVP season, dude. It really has been. It's a shame. It really is. All right, now to what was billed as the game of the year here. The Bills and the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. The Bills taking home a victory, 24-20. to This is a great game, Jim. Good back and forth here the entire time. Two teams that have it out for each other. Josh Allen playing like an MVP. Pat Mahomes also playing like an MVP. But Josh Allen gets it done, man. He hit Diggs for a nice touchdown. Gabe Davis for a nice touchdown. He was doing it with his legs. Chiefs, they played well here. They just couldn't get it together on that final drive of the game. Get in the end zone. I was kind of like, oh, that's plenty of time for them to get in the end zone here, you know, after what happened last season. But I expect this to be pivotal as to seeding when it's all said and done. Maybe this is the difference between the Bills staying at home and not having to play the AFC Championship game in Arrowhead. And that would be huge. And I kind of think that's how it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I know we're, we're early in the season still and things can change, but these two teams really do just look like the same old teams we've seen these past few years, just a cut above the rest. Yep. I agree. Really important proceeding. I think we nailed this one with, you know, Josh Allen and the Bills coming down with some, you know, the chip on their shoulder, really mm-hmm. wanted to win this one. And Josh Allen is now 3-0 and in games where he hurdles some dude. Really? I don't know. I saw that on Twitter, too. Oh. I have no idea if that's true. Advanced statistics. Um, yeah, no. Great game. Lived up to the hype. Arguably should have been primetime. Definitely that's should okay. have been primetime. Well, speaking of primetime, unless you got anything else to say on this one. No, yeah. I'll quickly say it. I think the Chiefs missed Terry Kill for the first time here. That's it. Wow. Yep. I agree. 
Anyway, <laughs> we can move on to prime yeah. time. That's a really good take. We could dig into it more. Uh, nah, let's go to prime yeah, time. Just keep it moving. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys headed to Lincoln Financial to take on the Birds. And the Birds won this one 26 to 17. Good game. I actually enjoyed this one. I always enjoy a Sunday Night Football uh, production. So, me too. But doesn't favorite. matter. Yeah, easily my favorite. Easily. Not even close. Yep. Good win for the Eagles. They had a point to prove against the Cowboys heading to 6 0. Cowboys, I mean, if you can go 4 on 1 with Cooper Rush filling in for Dak, you take that every day of the week. You take that every day of the week. Yeah. You look fine. Uh, I mean, few picks, but only lost by nine in a tough road environment against arguably the best team in the league this year. Mm-hmm. Not bad. No, absolutely. I'm with you. And they found themselves down pretty early here by a lot. And they fought back. You know, this was a game. You know, you could have, you could have turned the TV off the side quarter and like, get out of here. You know, Cooper Rush, get off my screen. But they fought back. Um, and their defense kind of showed some life after Lane Johnson went down. So I think that when Dak gets back, man, look out for the Cowboys. But the Eagles took care of business here. They're still rolling. Don't look now, man, but I smell them being 10-0. They're awesome. They can do so much on offense, and their defense is stout. But, yeah, good divisional win. Cowboys, I think they're ready to get Dak back. I don't think there's any controversy there, right? No, no, no. Uh, Cooper Rush, great backup, but Dak's the guy. Yes, he is. Now to the final thrilling final game (sighs) of the week six slate. The Chargers taking down the Broncos in a real overtime thriller. High final of 19-16 on a Dustin Hopkins game winner. A Dustin Hopkins hamstring legacy game. First hamstring legacy game of all time for a kicker, maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. That was impressive, but he was milking it a bit, I think. he's. You know, he's out a couple of weeks. Jeez. Oh, all right, maybe. I mean, I was saying this, too. Was it really that worth it? I know wins are hard to come by. <laughs> so what do you say? Just go for it instead of having him croak himself? Dude, they had that backup kicker that was out of, out of Alabama. Wasn't he their punter? Oh, I don't know. I only saw it on TV. Yeah, he only kicked the ball a couple times. Dude, they were times. 30-something and change field goals. I mean, I guess hats off for playing through the pain, but I don't, I don't, I don't know, Jim. It just seemed aggressive. You know, a yep. middle-of-the-season stinker against a Broncos team that can't move the ball. Oh man, I'm gonna give him his props, dude. That's a All gutsy right, performance. Fine. But he had four field goals. He yeah. did. That's pretty damn good. Dustin Hopkins, man, you're an honorary Monday night gym, dude. Rest All up. Right, Rest I'm being up. A hater. Yeah, you can be a hater. It's fine. And also shout out your company, DraftKings. <laughs> Boosting the odds on Justin Herbert to throw a single touchdown. And for the first time in his career. He fails to do so and also set the record for most completions in a win without throwing a touchdown pass. 
clearly they know something we don't and a record for most complaints ever oh my goodness <laughs> the broncos defense did look good but um, Chargers offense get, didn't look great yeah, we can get into the nuts and bolts yeah yeah i um, mean you take it away yeah well i was uh, wait, I, i'll latch on to your broncos defense take i love watching patrick Sertain play football He's a stud, man. He's a stud. Put Mike Williams in his pocket. I kind of saw that coming. Mike Williams is such a, like, you know, boomer bust receiver. Correct. To the legacy game or go home. Mm-hmm. And Pat Sertain, man, he, I mean, we don't need to do a top five cornerbacks debate right now. No. Maybe we'll He's do that there. tomorrow. He's up there. And then did you see how many passing yards Russell Wilson had in the second half in overtime? No, I know it was very low. Mm, take a guess. 11. Oh, 15. Oh, I knew it was. I thought I was going to say 15. I knew it was low. That's crazy. That insane. That's that crazy. Insane. That's crazy. That's craziness, man. What are they? What is he doing? What are they doing? I don't get them, man. I was so high on them coming into the season. They stink. Dude, me too. Me they too, stink. man. Stink. Get out of your own way, man. It's like watch them on offense. Their line sucks, A. But B, dude, Russell, if he's open, throwing the ball. No, also, you, you have to realize you are not as fast as you once were. You have lost that elusive element, which means either get rid of the ball or get down. Because when you start doing the stuff that you used to be able to do when you were younger, more spry, and then you get caught 10 yards behind where you should have been, that costs everybody. And also Nathaniel Hackett, I'm freaking out. Nathaniel Hackett, dude, you are you are not cut out for this. I'm sorry. Like, they have not done anything right. And while I'm on it, too, Damari Mathis, they're filling corner. I hate to pile on here. They're filling corner for Ronald Darby. I think he now leads the league after one start in pass interference penalties. I think that's a true stat. I think so too, man. That game was almost unwatchable. So many penalties, man. So many penalties. Broncos, you broke my heart this year. I thought that you'd be able to figure it out. I, I lost all hope. I'm officially done with you. So I'm sorry if you guys end up turning around, but I don't see it happening. Chargers, you guys should also figure it out because the Broncos are pretty incompetent. But I, your outlook is definitely higher. I don't know, man. This one was another one of those games where both teams don't want to win. Yes. Do you have any insight into blocking a player into the punt returner? Legal. And why that's chill? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's on the on the setup guy there. You've got to know that your returner's right there and to just step away and that he's likely going to fair catch it. you got to know that he's right behind you, you know? That guy has no idea. He's got his eyes up. That's just my opinion. I'm not a head coach. I have no clue. But that's what I was thinking when I saw it. I was like, dude, you got to have some awareness. Get away. Looked like a war crime to me on uh, on the Chargers. Not cool. They got it done. And I, I had stayed up to watch this whole game. Second I saw that my punt, I turned it off. I was like, oh, my God, it's over. Thank God it's over. I was actually happy that football was done for the week. So the Broncos have done to me. <laughs> please, please, God, tell me there aren't any more Broncos primetime games. 
Week 14. Oh, my God. They're playing Christmas Day, I remember. <laughs> the Broncos are going to steal Christmas, Jim. <laughs> oh, man. I had fun recording this episode. It was a pretty long one, I think. All right, Jim. And now because we will be releasing our preview show on Friday, we're going to give you a Thursday night football preview right now. Saints headed to Arizona who now have DeAndre Hopkins back in their arsenal, but are missing Marquise Brown due to injury. Cardinals favored by one and a half at home. I'm taking the Saints. I'm not afraid of the Saints here. Despite all. Oh, no. Despite Going all back to the well, Jim. It's an abusive relationship, Jim. Um, I'm the birds. And Man. even though they're 0 3 at home of this season, I'm taking the birds. I don't know how you can do that. This team has broken your heart <laughs> countless times, and I'm you really, keep going back. I'm really counting on a DeAndre Hopkins return game spark. And they, you're 2 and 4. If you go to 2 and 5, the seat, like that is Dunchain level. Yes, for sure. Um, so I'm really counting on that. Uh, it's a little scary, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing it until I, you know, keep hurting myself. Maybe. Well, I like them. I like them this week. I know they, they hurt me really, really, really bad last week, but I like them. Yeah. I just have a problem here. I think the Saints are going to run the ball down their throats. Saw the Seahawks do it last week. I don't know. I just don't trust this Cardinals team. And I know I say I don't trust the Saints either. The Saints have been very creative without Jameis Winston. And the Cardinals have been extremely underwhelming on offense with a ton of pieces. A ton of pieces. I don't think that changes this week. So I'm like, I reluctantly am going to take the Saints. I'm reluctantly taking the Cardinals. All right. (laughs) They're reluctant off. All right, everybody, now it's time for It's James, Not Jim. There was, you know, after looking at one, I'm not, it's not, maybe not, they had the same record going into it. It was tough to choose, but I I went with Tampa Bay. I I just don't think that you can lose going to Pittsburgh. I think that that team is just, I don't know. Like you said, Mike Tomlin had them ready, but they they are just not not a good team, especially with with Mitch Trubisky in there. I just... I don't know. That's I think they were the letdown of the week. Definitely a James this week. A lot of a lot of options to choose from this week, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on those damn birds. The Arizona Fraudnals and that <laughs> Smurf Kyler Murray. Oh my god. It, it <laughs> was put mean. Up, they put up three offensive points. Three. Their only touchdown was a blocked punt. I mean that is that is ridiculous. You look at the weapons. Kyler, Kyler looks short. I know that's not an astute observation, but he just looks so short in the pocket. <laughs> and I don't know. Do you think DeAndre Hopkins coming back is going to fix their problems? I really I think, hope so. I think it'll help. Oh, my God, dude. You can't – You can't. I mean, maybe the Seahawks are still better than where everyone's giving them credit for. But, dude, you cannot go and lose that game in that fashion. Ten points? Really? No offensive touchdowns? I mean, that's so bad. And that's, that's a so, crummy so defense. That's a defense that led up how many to Detroit? 
That is an awful, awful defense, and you go out there and put up that kind of performance. It's, that's a, it's that's a great pick, Jim. It's despicable. That's a great pick. Uh, and I'm realizing now that I'm kind of picking on you here, my James is not going to be Jim Harbaugh, but it's John Harbaugh, man. This guy has got to have his team learn how to close games. And I'm looking. They played Miami. They had a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. L. They're playing Buffalo. 17-point lead at the end of the second. L. They're playing the New York football Giants, who are now 5-1. and one. That's a, yeah, Up that's by a- 10 with 6-0-4. L. That is inexcusable. From a team that's number four on your power rankings, Alex. I don't understand how that they can't figure out how to wrap these games up, man. Like, and that's I has to fall on the coach at some point, right? I'm I'm putting it on Harbaugh this week. Um yeah. Uh, you know, I got a little a little bit of clownery for putting Ravens at four in my power. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, if I was going to be a weak man, I would say it's another blown lead to a really good team that's 5-1, and one, but I don't think the Giants are that good. I think the Ravens are the best team in the, fo- in the National Football League if the games only lasted three quarters. Man. Unfortunately for them, there is a fourth quarter. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you summed it up pretty well, Jim. Um, frustrating isn't even the right word. That's a better team. The Ravens are a better team by far. It causes me physical pain to watch Ravens games this year. And it's crazy, too, because it's not like they let Saquon get loose. They didn't. I think he had 86 yards, which is a good game from a back. But, man, like, how do you explain all, it then? Where where did it go? Self-inflicted. It's all self-inflicted. Where does it go? <laughs> oh. I mean, it's just, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I love Harbaugh. Um, but man, some, something's not right. They're killing me. Uh, you know, three games you lose in that fashion through six weeks. That, that's bad. Three games in that fashion throughout an entire season's bad. Through six games, fifty percent of the time you're blowing these types of leads. It's, I mean, uh, you know, it's a fair pick. It's a good pick for you know James of the week. Let's get an honorable James here from Mason. This one is this one's I can't believe it. I mean, I I don't know. The Packers losing at home to the Jets. Only putting up ten points. The Packers are five yards away from being two and four. If we you know, if the, that overtime game against the Patriots, mm-hmm. if they go for it on fourth down or get that get five more yards, they're kicking a game winning field goal. I like that I mean, they're just falling. I mean, I don't know how we feel about the Vikings being five and one as well. It's it's falling. I mean, two games, two games, two games back of them already. So yeah, yeah, Jim, where do you where do you see them as far as the landscape of the NFC goes at this point? Where do you? I mean, do you think they are better than the Vikings or where? Part of me, like it's like the Giants. I don't take like the Vikings are the weirdest five and one I've seen. Agreed. Oh, I don't know the two five and one teams. Well, the Bills too are five and one, but. I don't know. I mean, one, I think once the Giants get into that a, a, NFC East against the Cowboys and Eagles, it'll be a different, uh, a different story. But because I think that those two teams are in 
count like a tier above above the Giants. But yeah, it's weird because like I look around the rest of the NFC and I'm like, well, like other than the Eagles, I'm not like, oh man, there's no way the Packers are gonna squeak in. I could totally see the Packers squeaking in here. Yeah, no, it's just they just they look very. Very, I mean, they look bad today, but just I don't know what it was like. I was out of sync. I was shocked that Patriots game at home that they, you know, that's two bad games at home. You know, and that's mm-hmm. what home field advantage in the league. And- that's right. That's a great point. Now it's time to wrap up, Mason. We want to say thanks one more time, dude. You're an awesome guest. Everybody listening, thank you for the listen. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Peace. yell at each other about the same thing.